0: Welcome to the Healthy Leadership Mentor, a podcast hosted by Andrew Gray. Andrew has over 25 years experience as a business owner, not-for-profit leader, keynote speaker, mentor, and consultant. On the show, Andrew talks everything related to leadership, high-performance psychology, and inner life health for leaders in the world of business, sport, not-for-profit, politics, and media. With a tertiary background in sports psychology and a multi-decade career developing healthy, high-performance leaders, Andrew is ready to empower your path towards a healthy and fruitful life. Let's go to today's episode.
1: Welcome back to APG Talks. I'm your host, Andrew Gray. If you're here for the first time, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, If you're here for the second time, or longer, then I'm so glad you came back. Um, it's a real pleasure to have you here, and I'm glad you are tuning in. I don't take it for granted. We are presently right in the middle of a season called Leveling Up Your Own Leadership. And so far in the two episodes prior, we've been trying to unpack some nuanced practical tips on how you can actually go about the business of improving your own leadership game for the context that you're in or the context that you hope to be in at some point in the future. And I didn't want to just bring you the standard advice about how to grow as a leader. You can get that in many, many places. I wanted to bring some tips that were slightly more nuanced, as I already mentioned, stuff that you can actually really dig your teeth into and get some growth momentum happening. And last week in the episode two of this season, We touched on three points that I want to quickly recap now. The first one was to honestly assess your current context. The second one was to choose practitioners for role models, not theorists. And lastly, we spoke about seeking exposure to leaders worth emulating. Those three points were very important for multiple reasons. Firstly, to assess your own context that you're currently in is vital for understanding whether the place you're in right now can serve the purpose of facilitating growth. And if it can't, I provided some practical steps for what you can do to assess your pathway moving forward so that you can get opportunities to use the leadership skills you've got and those that you're growing and to really get engaged in a growth pathway. Secondly, I encouraged everyone to choose practitioners for role models and not theorists. Quite simply, that is what it sounds like Go after role models who have actually proven that they know what they're talking about with visible results. It's not that we can't learn from theorists and take on board their content and adapt it to our situation. We certainly can. But if we're going to choose role models, we want to choose those who've actually produced the goods in their own life before they started trying to teach us how to produce those same goods. And lastly, we talked about seeking exposure to leaders worth emulating. And what I meant by that was not just high achievers and people who are regarded as successful in their field, but people who have been able to achieve career success, but at the same time, they've been able to achieve and uphold character success. So their life away from the job, their life away from the career is also successful. When you see that happening, you know that there is some deep foundations, powerful foundations that makes that person somewhat more worthy of emulating. And in this episode today, we're going to get into three more. It's our last episode in this season. We're going to get into three more practical tips for how you can level up your own leadership. So let's get into those right now. This is the seventh tip I'm about to bring you for this current season, the seventh tip, and it's this. Why not consider registering for a mini course? Registering yourself for a mini course, putting yourself outside your context, Stretching yourself, getting outside the box, and getting on a learning pathway. I want to talk to you about what I mean by a mini course and why a mini course. First of all, it helps you to learn to target areas of deficiency in your skill set. Now, none of us want to get ourselves caught up into that habit of being like uh, that American Idol uh, participant who auditions or Australian Idol or wherever you find yourself watching and listening, but that person who auditions to try and make it on the show because they have led themselves to believe that they are a magnificent singer or musician. And sadly, the family context and friendship context around them doesn't have the courage or the love or the skill or all of the above to inform this person that singing and music is probably not in their future. And we always see that they become part of the highlight reel or the blooper cuts at the end of the season because everybody except for that participant and their family and friends can see that they just don't have the ability to pursue that pathway. We don't want to become like those people. So it starts with honest assessment in your own heart, in your own mind, learning to target areas of deficiency in your skill set. You'll know what these are. These are the things that do not come naturally to you. These are the things where you struggle. These are the areas where you feel uncomfortable, where you don't seem to be able to produce results on a regular basis. You might need some help from a trusted friend, which is going to hurt a little when you say to them, could you have an honest conversation with me about the areas where you think I need to grow? Somehow, some way, you've got to be able to identify those areas of deficiency in your skill set, which really, you do that for a quick second and then you turn the table on that language and that narrative and say, these are my opportunities to grow. Once you identify those weak areas, you know exactly where your next opportunity for growth is going to come from. Once you've done that, then you can search out the learning content that specifically applies. There's no point just picking any old course and going, oh, you know, I guess I'll enroll to study Spanish. Certainly do that if there's some kind of application for speaking Spanish in your future, but you need to be more targeted than just picking any course. That's why we're starting off with trying to identify those areas of deficiency in our skills, in our functional set of abilities, so that we can target the right training opportunities in a specific manner that's going to apply, yes now, but certainly moving forward into our future. What's it gonna do for you? Well, first of all, it's gonna level up your functional skills. If you can identify one of those areas, perhaps for you it's public speaking or presenting in front of a group, That would certainly apply to many of the listeners and viewers on this episode. Most people are uncomfortable, at least to begin with, with the idea of public speaking and presenting. But here's what I've discovered. You can learn skills. You can learn tips. You can improve. You can get better at that task. And if your current role requires it or your role that you aspire to in the future is probably going to require it, why not take the plunge? Enroll yourself in some kind of course of that nature and specifically target those functional skills that you need to level up. Secondly, you will get the chance when you apply this little tip, you'll get the, the chance to experience the momentum that comes from, firstly, a new skill learned, secondly, a goal completed, and thirdly, the light on your path to take the next step, I'm going to say those again so that you can really digest them. When you go through the process of registering for a mini course and you complete that study and you learn that skill and you go through the process, you will discover that momentum will come and work alongside you as your friend and get you moving in the right direction. And the momentum that comes your way comes as you learn that new skill, you complete that goal, And you realize that completing that task shines a light on your pathway ahead for your next step. Now, why would I specifically say start a mini course? Well, sometimes we get over enthused, we get super excited, we get all stirred up and we think, that's it, I'm gonna sign up for an MBA or I'm gonna sign up for some kind of other monumental task of study or learning that perhaps with our current timing is out of our reach or it's putting us out of our depth, or it might be financially prohibitive. Whatever it is in your situation, don't try to just reach out for the biggest, most grandiose thing you can find. Start small, start simple, start mini. Register for a mini course. Here's why. Starting mini in many areas can be the thing that helps us to break free from stagnancy because we start by attacking the smallest tasks first. Now, I don't know if you're much like me, but I love to write lists. I love to spill notes from my brain onto paper or into note-taking platforms that I use. I like to be able to go through the process of organizing my brain. It helps me to be efficient and productive. And on my task lists, like you, I sometimes get overwhelmed and I think, I don't know where I'm going to start. And, and that kind of thinking can get you into a bit of a stagnant rut, a place where you don't feel like you can get a catalyst to start moving. I have discovered that whenever I get into that place, the very best thing I can do is identify the smallest, shortest, as far as time is concerned, tasks on that list. And I do find that when I get a few ticks in a few boxes, suddenly momentum starts to join in with me and I'm then able to take on bigger and bigger items. The same will be true in your learning pathway Register for a mini course that is targeted towards the skill set that you need to grow. See the process through and experience the momentum that comes when you do. Point number eight in the season, point number two in the episode is simulate a role swap. Simulate a role swap. Now, we are talking about in the area of our imagination. We're talking about inside our mind and in our thoughts, that we have the opportunity to identify a role, perhaps even a person who is currently in a role that's on the pathway ahead of where we would like to get to and where we aspire to. We can simulate this role swap in the following way. We ask ourselves the question, if I were the dot, 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 fill in the role that applies to you. If I were the dot, 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 I would. And then you begin to dream and imagine and place yourself in the shoes of that role, try and identify what are the problems, what are the challenges, what are the things that would be easy, what things would be hard, what skills would you have to improve on, how would you have to expand your thinking, what new team management skills would you have to learn, what new business management skills would you have to learn. And by going through the process of simulating a role swap, we are able to take ourselves virtually outside of our current context where experimentation has no consequences. This is a golden opportunity. One of the greatest places you can do this is when you find yourself in a conference setting or a training seminar or a webinar of some sort. Put yourself in the position, cognitively speaking, of the person whose role you aspire to be in at some stage in your future and use your imagination to ask yourself the question, if I were in this particular role, I would do these specific things. And it starts to challenge you about how good you actually are, how ready you actually are, which is nothing to fear because it allows your cognitive muscles the opportunity to start experimenting on a bigger role and a bigger opportunity but without the consequences. And that's good for you. That's good for everybody. And believe it or not, it actually can develop new neural pathways in your thinking. It can develop new understandings and perspectives in the way you approach leadership. And it can actually be the first few steps on the right pathway to how and where you need to develop and grow. Why does it work? Why can it work for you? Well, simply, it places a demand on your cognitive muscles of innovation and critical thinking. Let me say that again. Simulating a role swap can work for you to grow you and develop you because it places a demand on your cognitive muscles of innovation and critical thinking. Innovation literally is about inventing stuff. You know, when you're a team leader, an organisation leader, a CEO, uh, the head of any kind of organization or business or, or company or whatever role you want to uh, place in that context, when you're in those roles at the top or at the head, a huge quantity of your role is about innovating and inventing the future. That's why you were given the role, is to chart a path into something that doesn't yet exist in a tangible way, but it needs to first exist in your headspace, in your imagination, in your capacity to dream of a better preferred outcome in people's tomorrow. And so practising that role of innovation is so vital. Secondly, it gets the muscles of critical thinking. Now, I don't mean to criticise others. You're not getting into this uh, role simulation so that you can say, well, if I was the boss, I w- it's not an opportunity to... Um, air grievances and to 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 rage against the machine, so to speak. It's an opportunity to engage some muscles that may have been dormant because of your current context. And critical thinking is one of those skills that needs to be provoked. And what that simply means is the ability to analyze and observe a situation and a context and to objectively go through what is taking place, what is good, what is bad what changes required how to bring that change critical thinking is a muscle that needs developing secondly when you simulate a role swap it brings fresh ideas from the external to the internal by engaging with creative processes a little bit like i mentioned on innovation when you put yourself in the context of a bigger role a role that you aspire to a place that you'd like to be in your future you are required to bring ideas from the external to the internal. Sometimes it comes from reading, it can come from listening, it can come from talking, from viewing. Resources like the one you're engaging with right now can cause new ideas and new thoughts to come to mind. And you bring those fresh ideas from the external source to the internal incubator of your imagination space so that you can engage with creative processes This is such a powerful tool that I don't want you to underestimate or dismiss as child's play because of the fact that you're engaging the imaginary zone. This is such an important zone for leaders at all levels. A huge part of your role is to be able to imagine with color and detail and high resolution what tomorrow could look like. Remember back to one of our previous episodes on what's important in leading organizations that is the ability to dream in detailed colour so that you can communicate in detailed colour. Teams cannot fulfil vision unless the leader can articulate with clarity what the vision looks like, and that communication of clarity comes from first starting in the imagination space. Absolutely, this task and this opportunity is vital and useful and actually something that you could benefit from. So we want to engage with that creative process Well, how can we do it? Quite simply, choose a role that is somewhat within your reach to begin with. In other words, to all of my listeners and viewers who do decide to take action on this particular practical piece of advice, I'm not suggesting that you should go out tomorrow and go, all right, if I were Prime Minister, then I would. That's probably a stretch too far just for now. Maybe in the future you can play that game and the same processes will kick into gear But pick something that is somewhat within reach, something that's on your pathway, something that is actually a realistic possibility of being part of your future in your own leadership right. Choose that role. And in order to derive the full benefit of the exercise, require yourself to nominate an output method for your thoughts and ideas. I'm going to say that again so you can ponder it properly, and that is in order to derive the full benefit of this exercise, require yourself to nominate an output method for your thoughts and ideas. What I mean by that is you might use a journal to write down what your thoughts and ideas are. You might use an audio note to record yourself speaking. You might be brave enough to put yourself in front of a camera and record all of your thoughts and ideas that you've come up with. Certainly, that would push those of you who are challenged by public speaking and presenting. You might have a conversation with a trusted friend. There's many ways that you can do it, but I would suggest to you that it's vital that you nominate some kind of output method so that you can go fully through the process of, if I were in dot, dot, dot role, then I would You're going to start to dream, you're going to start to write lists, you're going to come up with ideas and solutions to problems, but for the process to go full term, you need to have an output method. You have onboarded ideas and perspectives, you now need to have a way to output those ideas and those thoughts to fully complete the process. You see, without the final step of output, the creative growth process will be cut short and it will be less effective. Let's get to one more point in this episode and in this season of leveling up your own leadership, number nine, and that is upgrade your qualifications. Really simple, doesn't need a lot of explanation, upgrade your qualifications, really straightforward, take the next step of training in your formal qualifications. Now, let me give a couple of sub thoughts to that suggestion, and that is, If you're going to take on board this advice, you need to find the time. Now, all of us that are listening and viewing are at different stages of life, different stages of career, different ages. It's not always immediately accessible to everyone to take on board something like upgrading your qualifications because it requires time, money, energy, focus, all of those important things, and it won't necessarily be the right step for everybody right now. But some of you will know that this actually is the right step for you. And the truth is, you've been procrastinating for a long period of time. And perhaps, hopefully, if it's right for you, my reminder in this episode is the right prod that you need to get you moving again in this right direction. Sometimes we put it off because we tell ourselves we haven't got the time when actually, if we made the trade, if we made the trade the time we needed would be released. Maybe you don't need three hours a night of Netflix every night. Maybe you could reapply and redistribute that time and that focus and that energy. Now, I'm being slightly facetious there about how people are spending their time, but the same onus is on me. If I want to grow and I want to develop, I have to be willing when the tip, when the practical advice, when the instruction is right for me, I need to find what I need internally to take action on that advice. And sometimes it actually does come down to simple things like making the trade. Trade where you spend your time. Trade where you spend your money. Laser focus in on this task for a period of time, whatever time is necessary, to upgrade those qualifications, especially when you know you want to and you know you've been putting it off for a period of time. Upgraded qualifications will provide leverage to open doors of opportunity. I'll say that one more time. Upgraded qualifications will provide you with leverage to open doors of opportunity. And who knows, that next qualification might just be the thing that you have needed to kickstart and resuscitate your career path, your development path all over again and get you moving in the right direction with momentum. I hope we have bought at least one or two Uh, points and practical tips in this particular season to help you feel encouraged that you can grow, you can develop. I'm going to quickly run through them again one more time right now. Nine practical tips, nuanced pieces of advice that hopefully have got enough handles on them for you to grab a hold of at least a few to get yourself growing and developing in a way that's beneficial for you and others around about you. Number one was volunteer to solve a problem. Number two, identify a coach or mentor. Number three, nominate yourself for a volunteer leadership role. Number four, honestly assess your current context. Number five, choose practitioners for role models, not theorists. Number six, seek exposure to leaders worthy of emulation. Number seven, register for a mini course. Number eight, simulate a role swap. And number nine, upgrade your qualifications. Before we close out on this episode, episode, I want to reinforce something that is so important running through the spine of all these practical tips, and that is to remind you, you've actually got what it takes inside you to grow. In fact, I would say as strongly as this, you were hardwired in your design and your creation to grow and develop. In fact, I'll go another step further. You were actually born with giftings and abilities and talents that are innate to you, that are instinctive to you, and when you get busy cultivating them and training them, they will grow and they will work and they will open doors for you. Just because you might be surrounded by other people who are further ahead on their growth pathway, do not diminish what's inside you because what's inside you is unique, it's creative, and it's powerful if you get busy focusing on what you do have instead of wasting any more time worrying about what you don't have. It's possible that we might do a follow-up series in the future on the same subject and develop more ideas about how you can level up your leadership and level up those growth skills, and I'm sure that would be useful if we do that as well. I do want you to know that the podcast is taking a break for one week, so there won't be an episode out next week, but the podcast will return again on the 23rd of August, with another round of interesting and engaging guests. So I do want you to stay tuned for that. Well, that's all for this episode and for this short season of levelling up your own leadership. I truly hope it's been helpful and of benefit to you. But that's all we've got time for. Until next time, bye for now.
0: You have been listening to The Healthy Leadership Mentor with Andrew Gray. This episode was proudly sponsored by APG Elite, home of world-class mentoring, management and consulting. Find out how APG Elite can help transform your organisation by visiting apgelite.com.au. Or if you would like to subscribe to Andrew's weekly newsletter, you can do that by visiting andrew grayckpage For all other links, including Instagram and TikTok, see the show notes. Until next episode, thanks for tuning in.